Hey guys, welcome. Uh, we are now in episode three of our Filipino American Ministry podcast. My name's Aaron, and I'm with my co-host Henrik. So if you guys like this uh, podcast, please subscribe. Yes, welcome everyone. Today we'll be talking about what does it mean to be Filipino American. So let me start. Wow. Um, let me start with asking you, Aaron. What does it mean to be Filipino American for you? Um, I, I was looking over the questions that you wrote down, <clears throat> and this question: Are you are Filipino Americans task oriented or people oriented? Uh, okay, we can talk about those. Yeah. I think I think that that's kind of interesting because uh, I'm definitely more task oriented, and my wife, who's very Filipino, is more people oriented. Mm-hmm. But I do think that's kind of like putting. <laughs> whole group of people onto one camp. I'm pretty sure that there are task-oriented Filipino, Filipinos. But in general, I think that it, for me, at least in my experience, uh, Filipinos in general are more people-oriented. People, more people-oriented. Yeah, and I think that's why there's a lot of Filipino nurses. You know, we just kind of fit that job yeah uh, very socially um warm people i suppose <laughs> what do you think yeah the yeah interest interesting uh you mentioned about the nurses because i just remembered that filipinos also do a lot of uh they're also maids also in other countries mm-hmm. so i guess you're saying that um Americans, like if you're more American, you become more task oriented. Well, I think in general, American culture, you tend to be more task oriented. Again, this is kind of painting with a broad brush, right? Because not all Americans are task oriented. There's a lot of, well, we don't really know the statistics, but it seems like at least for this culture, um, comparing to Filipino culture, it seems like American culture would be more task oriented than people oriented. Okay. You know, like even in the way we define success is like how much stuff, how much stuff have you done? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I think I was talking with Sarah yesterday or not yesterday, a few days ago about this question. I was asking her if she thinks Filipinos are people oriented or task oriented. And she told me that she's seen like a mix or she's seen like half, half where Filipinos can be task oriented and then there are Filipinos who are people oriented. There is one organization she talked about, Crew Philippines. She yeah. said that they're more task oriented. So she's seen that side of task oriented Filipinos. Um, but I think something interesting is that Crew Philippines is also <clears throat> from America or like it's a, it's a branch off of American. Yeah. of an American organization. Mm-hmm. So that DNA may have like that mindset may have came into the Filipino uh, branch. But I think uh, after that conversation, it sounds like Filipinos in general are not task oriented or people oriented. They're like a half, half. Well, so, th- sorry. I think if you put it this way, right. If you, if you like, for example, put those two together, 
like uh, would Filipinos wait for someone before they start something or before they go somewhere? Let's say you agree to meet at like one o'clock in the afternoon. A task-oriented person would start at one o'clock, right? A people-oriented would like wait, even if it means like waiting one hour or two hours, mm. right? Like I, th- I feel like in American culture, that's just like, it's rude to do that. <laughs> I get yeah, I mean, yeah. we're we're like we're, we're branching off in the area of like how how we perceive time, but for Filipinos yeah. they would <clears throat> rather wait than start in general. Yeah, yeah. So I think I guess so. I was gonna say that like Sarah said, just like half half. But I think in my experience and in what I've seen, I kind of think that they're more people oriented. Be just because, uh, like yeah, what you said about the about waiting for someone during a meeting. Um, and also, like, peop- I think Filipinos are more collectivist. So I think that collectivist mentality can also come into the being people-oriented. So I guess that also translates into Filipino-Americans. At least the first generation of uh, Filipino-Americans, they seem more people-oriented. Um, and then I think it kind of creeps into the second gen. What about you, Henrik? Are you task-oriented or people-oriented? I'm definitely people oriented. <laughs> you are? Yeah, yeah. Because well, I don't know. It's like it's like in engineering, I'm task oriented, but then when I'm like at church, I'm people oriented. It's weird. It's like in my job I'm more like getting the task done, but then or like at least in the academics, when I make friends, it's usually cuz I'm like, "Hey, let's study together cuz it's a, like there's a task that we're trying to do." But then when I come to church, like if I have a meet, like kind of what you said, like if we have a meeting, I kind of, I kind of wait for people before having the meeting. Or like, if it's, um, if it, if I, I give a task to someone, um, and then they don't do it, I'm not like overly. I guess I'm not really like trying to get them to get the job done. I trying to like try and okay, I guess like I care about my relationship with them too. Yeah. So I guess it's kind of weird. It's like I'm a, I'm different depending on the context. Is that a Filipino thing, being uh, very adaptable? I don't know. Do you think Filipinos are task-oriented when it comes to the workplace? I think it depends. Uh, Filipinos are very adaptable in the sense that like, if they end up working in an American company where there are strict rules, yeah, they can adjust, I think. Mm. Uh, but in general, if you give them the opportunity to choose, they'd rather be late. <laughs> you know, <laughs> Or they'd rather um, uh, not late in the sense that like they don't care, but I don't know. It it seems like uh, Filipino Americans in general are more people oriented. Mm. So they're like more. They like to be more flexible with the time. Yeah, flexible. Um, yeah, not too rigid with the time. I think that that that's kind of part of being not task oriented. If you're task oriented, then you have to be rigid with the time. There's just <clears throat> no way around it. Hmm. Yeah. You know. Okay. So let's go to the next question. Yeah. Could you give like a general summary 
of uh, what it means to be Filipino American. So I guess generally answer the question. Okay. Uh, I think being Filipino American, it's not. I think it's more of like a spectrum, right? Like you could be uh, very Filipino and a little bit of American. I don't know. It's kind of hard to define it. Like yeah, I feel um, like there's a spectrum of being Filipino American. It's not like it's not very narrow, right? Like I feel like I'm Filipino American, even though I grew up half my life in the Philippines. And you consider yourself Filipino American, even though you grew up in the U.S., right? Um, to define being Filipino American, even for me, it's it's kind of hard. <laughs> Uh, for me to define that like it's very hard to narrow it down to general characteristics of what it means to be filipino-american i mean maybe mm -hmm. maybe if you have a mix of filipino and american culture you could be filipino-american but i mean i've met people who are jet who are mostly american culture but they have filipino <laughs> skin consider themselves filipino-american mm. so it's kind of really hard for me to to define that what do you okay think? so so you mentioned a spectrum are you thinking like filipinos on this side americans on this side and then you fall in between yeah somewhere in between like there so if, if you're in any part in that line you're a filipino american yeah but i also think that you also have to think of yourself as filipino american okay so i think so i think you that identification probably yeah you have to self-identify as one because if you don't then yeah I mean, maybe I would consider you Filipino-American even if you don't consider yourself one. Mm -hmm. But I think self-identification is important. Oh, yeah, that's a good point. <clears throat> yeah. I think it's interesting because I think Philippines, at least in the cities, are sounding like they're becoming Americanized. Um, so it's kind of hard to draw that, like, which one is, if it's, like, I think, like, my wife, for example... I think like I get along well with her or maybe it's just cause she's my wife. So that naturally <laughs> that's why it is, <laughs> but I, I get, I kind of like, she understands my culture, like American culture, but I don't, she doesn't consider herself to be Filipino American. She considers herself to be Filipino. And also like yeah. some of my cousins, same with my wife. Yeah. It's like some of my cousins too is like, they seem to understand me, but at the same time, they don't under identify themselves as American. So it's kind of interesting how, how that works. Yeah. So I guess I, 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 th oh, yeah, yeah, I, I think, guess that, I, I mean, I think that's why it's really hard to, to define what it means to be Filipino American. I mean, you could say like geographic, maybe like Filipinos who live in America, who hold on to Filipino culture. Um, but what about like, Philip, like, um, um, you know, Filipinos born here who maybe moved back. I don't know. So it's it's kind of really hard to define it. I think you have to self-identify as one. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, good point. I mean, it could be like some people identify themselves as Filipino American. Their culture is American, but their heritage is Filipino. I think that's how Filipino Americans broadly identify themselves. Uh, at least from what I've seen when I was there in Maryland. Oh, what do you mean by that? Could you explain that more? Like they, 
well, identify as American, well, but they're heritage? they're like culturally they're American. Oh, okay. Like if if you ask them uh, what their culture is, or if you look at their culture more closely, it's American. But their heritage, like where where they're from, right, is Filipino. Mm-hmm. But I think what we're trying to talk about here is that is more of like the cultural aspect. Okay. Could you explain the difference between culture and heritage? Yeah. So uh, I guess um, like their roots, you know, I, or their, their race maybe. So that, oh, okay. that would, that's what I would consider heritage and culture is more of the uh, learned behaviors. Mm. And okay. uh, and thought patterns. I see. I see. You know, or like how you think. So they they don't. Uh, if I, when I'm talking about culture, it's something that it's kind of like uh, how it's kind of like how you think, right? Like you could be standing to another Filipino guy, but just the way that you think about the world, your worldview is different. Mm-hmm. You know, so yeah, I don't know if that makes sense. Hope it does. Yeah, I think that makes sense. Okay. Um, I also, yeah. Uh, huh? What about me? Yeah. What does it mean to be Filipino American for you? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Hmm. <laughs> it's a hard <laughs> question, man. <Matt. laughs> uh, I think. For me, Filipino American is just um, you. It just means that you grew up in America, or like you lived some part of your life in America, and um, but then your your race, or you're like I guess your yeah, your race is Filipino, or you have parents who are Filipino, um, or Filipino American. Yeah, you have yeah, parents. This- who are either Filipino or Filipino American? Um, yeah, that's what I'm saying. But your culture is like American, but you look at your her- your heritage is your roots are. Yeah, Filipino. Yeah, I think uh, something I want to do is like I want to do a distinction between first gen and second gen because yeah. I think the I think they're really different. Yeah. Um, the first gen. Hold like on, I, hold on, hold on. Before you go there, but that's, that's what I was saying. Like, that's not how I think about Filipino American. Of like, you look at Filipino American as just somebody, some Filipino who grew up in the U.S. Well, what about our parents? Mostly. Yeah, that's what I'm. That's what I'm saying. Like, because you can have people who've been here when they were young. Like, I met some Filipinos who've been here since they were very young, but they consider themselves Filipino, hmm. especially in places where. They grew up in communities where it's all Filipino. So like they still have a heavy accent. They talk with mostly just like Filipinos. They interact with mostly just in a Filipino community. Um, and for them, they consider themselves Filipino and not Filipino-American. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's interesting. Even though they grew up here. I think it's different for like, mo- at least for... Uh, our friends like you you grew up in Maryland but in Maryland 
the popular it's not that many Filipinos there you know so you're kind of really forced to interact with other communities mm-hmm. right but there are like for example like like for example like uh Chinese people who maybe live in like a community where it's all Chinese and they speak Chinese and they eat Chinese food. So it's like a bubble of like that community in that one area. And maybe they go out a little bit, but they can live in a community where that culture is kind of like the same. You don't have to like adjust. Yeah. I think uh, Vincent has told me, my friend Vincent, he told me that, um, yeah, there's some Chinese people in like Chinatown areas and they basically live as though like they were in China. Like everything is the same. They never had to learn English because yeah. everything is in Chinese. So yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, they, so they're like, just in, they're just in a different location, but they're right. all everything is the same. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Like in California, for example, there's a lot of Filipinos. So, you know, like there are pockets of or areas where they don't need to venture out as much or at least the the community doesn't change their culture their interactions doesn't change how they think or their culture hmm. right so i think that's why it's important to kind of self identify as one yeah so you don't think uh so how about first generation and second generation do you think there should be a distinction or no um I think in general, it's good to have the distinction just because it's easier to talk about them. <laughs> <laughs> and I think there's a, enough difference in culture. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I, um, I guess what I'm saying is like, uh, uh, if this was the spectrum of Filipino-American, first generation would be more towards Filipino and second generation would be more towards... American culture. Yeah. And there's whole people are just in between the spectrum. Yeah. Depending on what time you came to the US and Yeah, and your community, what kind of community you live in. Like if if you put a Filipino in Iowa or somewhere where there's not that many Filipinos. <laughs> yeah. They're gonna be towards more American, I think. Oh yeah, yeah. You're just forced to be in that community, but you know, but a Filipino where there's like a lot more Filipinos in that city or community. They have yeah. uh, availability of Filipino restaurants and Filipino churches and Filipino um, communities. Mm. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, you know, I didn't so, think of that. Yeah, so I think it's kind of, that's why it's hard to... <laughs> to pin down what it means to be Filipino American because someone right here who's like maybe first first generation. I mean, I came here when I was 15, might consider themselves more Americanism than Filipino American, right? And someone right here who's like, who knows very little Filipino culture, but knows his heritage might consider himself Filipino American. Mm, yeah. Yeah, good point. And I wouldn't say like you're not Filipino American <laughs> if you like you don't have these qualities. You know, it's kind of hard to really pin down. Yeah, yeah, interesting. So I want to bring up some uh, famous people that might be Filipino American. We can talk about them. 
So Apple the app, do you think he's uh, Filipino American? Definitely more American. But uh, more American. He, he identifies as Filipino American, right? Like he's proud of his culture. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I know it's interesting. I think he's actually, he's more Filipino than me though. <laughs> Why? Oh, he grew up in the Philippines. He's more like 1.5, right? Yeah, because he grew up in the Philippines and he is, yeah. he actually speaks Tagalog. I don't yeah, speak Tagalog. That's right. That's right. I mean, I, I try to, but I'm not, I think he's better than me at Tagalog. <laughs> and then he also like does a lot of shows in yeah. the Philippines. Mm. So he seems to be more Filipino than me. So if it was a spectrum, he'd probably be, I'd probably be closer to the American side and then he'll be <laughs> like here. Somewhere. Yeah. And it's interesting. He's not full-blooded Filipino too. He's, he's a mix. Um, but yeah, I think yes. he's more Filipino than I am. Huh? Uh, all right. Oh, that's interesting. Okay. So when it comes to heritage, you're more Filipino. Hmm. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Cause he has a mixture of heritages. He has, I don't know what his, uh, heritage or nationality or race is he, he is, but yeah, he's only part Filipino. Well, when it comes to culture, he's more Filipino. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That's a good point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. How about Bruno Mars? What do you think? I'm not sure. I think of Bruno Mars. I think he's a mix of a lot, right? Yeah. I don't he's know how mix. much. He uh, grew up. I think. What? He grew up in Hawaii. I think. Yeah. Lots of Filipinos there. Yeah. But I don't see him. I don't think I see his Filipino culture that much. Yeah, same here. I see. I think. Uh, I think it's it's still weird to think of him as Filipino American. Like with Apple Dab, I kind of, I can say, uh, yeah, he's Filipino American. But with Bruno Mars, um, it seems like people are stretching it when they say he's Filipino American. I think that's just <laughs> Pinoy Pinoy pride. Yeah, it's like Pinoy pride. They're like trying to say he's Filipino, but. I don't know. I I know he's proud of his heritage, though. I know he, yeah, he's proud to be Filipino. But he doesn't. It doesn't come out much. Like at least in Apple Dab, he wrote songs in Tagalog. Like he rapped in Tagalog. Yeah, I think that's where self-identification again comes in. Yeah. Yeah. It would be nice if Bruno Mars wrote a song in Tagalog. <laughs> yeah. Okay, how about Joe Koi? Actually, this is interesting because Joe Koi, he's he really identifies himself as Filipino. Like he has like a whole a lot of his comedy is based around that identity. Maybe that's why he identifies as Filipino. Oh, uh, because of uh his comedy? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, cuz that's um, his main audience. Uh yeah. Could be. Yeah, it could be. But he when he does his like I guess what do you call those spiels or his yeah. comedy bits? Like I think he understands the Filipino American experience. Like having a mom who is Filipino, I think he, yeah. I can I resonate with his um, his jokes, especially about yeah. language. Um, yeah, yeah, interesting though. I think uh, like he did one show on Netflix where he invited other Filipino. Americans, and oh, I think they went to the. To, I think they went to the Philippines or something like that. But it's just like, I mean, he can be funny, but the other ones just like, it's not connecting with the Filipino audience as much. Oh really? He went <laughs> to the Philippines. It was in the Philippines. Yeah, they, yeah, they went to the Philippines. Uh, okay. Yeah, so it was an interesting show. 
But Jokoy, I think that he can uh, identify a little bit, or at least a lot more than the others. Yeah, yeah. I don't know much about Gerald Anderson, but uh, when I looked Same. him up, yeah, I was hoping you would know about him more, but I guess you don't. <laughs> the actor, right? Yeah, but it's interesting. He he grew up a lot. A lot. He grew up a big, a large amount of time in America, and then where? Sarah, uh, I forgot where. Is it Iowa or California? Uh, I have a feeling it's in the East Coast. I can't okay. remember exactly. New York, maybe. Yeah, like New York or New Jersey, something like that. I can't. For, yeah. I can't remember. Sorry, listeners, for not knowing Gerald Anderson's <laughs> place. Yeah, but, of, uh, but I think you can see how like it makes a difference where you grow up in the U.S. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, definitely. You know, but, like for me, like I mean, hold on, sorry, just a quick story. Like for me, I had no choice but to like hang out with you guys. Oh uh, yeah, because well, he, there's no other like Filipino community at that time well there I mean, was there, there was but at that time like i wasn't driving <laughs> uh, i can't ride the jeepney <clears throat> to go to there but i have to see you guys on sunday so <laughs> yeah well yeah. there was there was bmac yeah but that wasn't as uh regular oh yeah it wasn't as regular yeah yeah bmac is uh our tribal peoples yeah for the listeners yeah bmac yeah. is our Igorot organization. Community, yeah. Yeah, anyways, um, yeah, Gerald Anderson, actually, he grew up a large, uh, um, a long time in America. And actually, when he was in the Philippines, he didn't speak Tagalog, actually. Mm-hmm. Like, to, I think it was Pinoy Big Brother he was on. And Sarah told me that he didn't speak Tagalog. So, that's interesting. But then now, I feel like he's really Filipino, like he's really immersed in the Filipino culture and yeah. And also like Sam Milby. Um, it's interesting. Uh, Sam Milby, he's also, I used to like him like when I would watch the <laughs> teleseries because he would be like someone I could identify with. Like he's, yeah. he's Filipino and American, but, and then he has an accent when he speaks Tagalog apparently. And then uh, people have told me that when I speak Tagalog, I sound like Sam Milby. That's what they always say. <laughs> <Sam> <laughs> yeah. But I guess in the spectrum, he'd be like more on the, because he's lived more in the in the Philippines or he gained his pop- popularity in the Philippines. He's more on the Filipino side than American, maybe. Yeah, I'm not sure. I don't really know him that much. Okay. All right, let's move on to the next question. Uh, what are the common? Can you can let's let's name some common Filipino American experiences? And yeah, you should you, start that one. I'm not so sure. Okay, well, I think when I when I wrote this question, I was thinking of like the Filipino American experiences of uh, we would watch many Pacquiao, like we will gather. <laughs> At Tita or Tito's house to watch uh, Manny Pacquiao, and then some experiences is like I would be bringing rice to the to to my school, and then uh, I would have rice and like um, I don't know adobo, and then like my American friends, like I grew up some part of my life in Pennsylvania, and they were all there was no Asians there whatsoever. And they would always say like, "Oh, what are what are you eating? Like, what is that?" And then they would they would think it smells bad, too. 
because it was weird to them. Yeah. So I was so that part of my experience was like ha- having to be ashamed of my food, like being ashamed of. Oh man. Eating my, my lunch. Wife, my my wife makes the best adobo. I hope my kids won't have to <laughs> experience that. Yeah, and then I think it's it's actually a common it's a common thing for most Asian Americans in general, like that 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 experience. Is that a struggle or a joy? <laughs> it's a okay. So it's two things. It's a struggle to have your friends look think it look at you funny for your food, but it's also a joy because I think at least in, at least for me, I think uh, Filipino food is really nice. <laughs> I think I like. I think that's one of the joys of being Filipino American is having Filipino food. Uh, Because I think that's something that's something that translates to the next generation really fast. Like I remember, I I went to the Philippines and I got bulburon, and then I came to the U.S. and I brought bulburon to the I brought it to the youth, and the youth like it didn't matter like like none of them really spoke Tagalog, and then like it doesn't matter like how much of a Filipino culture was that they had, but they they knew what bulburon was and they. They were like excited to eat it, so I think, yeah, food definitely translates over to American or Filipino American culture. And uh, let's see what else? What are other Filipino American experiences? I think the uh, experience. I guess for me, because I'm second gen, it's uh, I grew up in a Filipino household, so my parents, I guess they had Filipino. Um, speaking in the house like my parents spoke Ilocano and then when I go to school I I get that exposure to American culture and um, so yeah I think that's the common Filipino-American experience like at home or at church Filipino churches you have the Filipino culture that you're exposed to and then you go to school you have the American culture that you're exposed to yeah yeah Okay, how about you? Uh, common Filipino-American experience. Maybe you can speak from the culture shock side, like the first-gen side. Culture shock? <laughs> culture shock, yeah. For people who move here, I guess. Um, but you don't experience that, though. I don't experience... Gen, I, oh, I yeah, yeah. You don't, that's the second-gen. Yeah, yeah, but... But the first gens do, so yeah, the first gen do. The first gen. That's a quite interesting question, though, because you said common Filipino American experience. A lot of first gen don't consider themselves Filipino American. Really? Yeah. Does your dad consider himself Filipino? I guess so, because he's. Uh... I have some. I have some uh, Filipino. I know some Filipino people who were first gen who, they realize that America is their home now. So, yeah, see, I, I don't know. I feel like most titos and titas, even though they've been here for so long, consider themselves more Filipino than Filipino American. Oh, uh, okay, okay. Or maybe I'm wrong. Okay. Yeah. You know? I, I guess it's, uh, it, uh, I'm not sure. I don't, I never heard my parents say that they're <laughs> Filipino yeah. American. So, the, uh, they never said that to you? Well, they never said like that phrase. Like I'm, Fili- I consider myself Filipino American, 
but I assume that they are Filipino American just because that they're first gen. So I assume that they're Filipino American. I guess I guess because like in my mind, the idea of identifying as Filipino American wasn't a precursor or a precondition to being Filipino American. Yeah, like in my mind, I feel like Titos and Titas identify themselves more as Filipinos. Yeah, but in my mind, I would say that they're still Filipino American by virtue of them living in America. Yeah. Okay. Because like I'm thinking of like history books, like when a history, yeah, 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 yeah. when in a history book when they write down Filipino Americans, the first ones who came here, they're talking about the people like our parents. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I guess that's kind of like a difference, even with us just trying to figure out who's Filipino and who's Filipino American. Yeah, yeah. You know. It's kind of interesting because we have this conversation in the car. Like we ask Harper, my son, like, are you Filipino or American? (laughs) Like, Fino Fino, Filipino American. But it's interesting when this conversation comes up because I feel like I identify myself as Filipino American, but I don't know if, I don't think, I don't know if my wife does. Yeah, it's interesting too because like you can move here for like a year and then go back to America, uh, Philippines. Um, I guess in the history definition, you are Filipino American because you lived some part of your time in America, but you're basically just Filipino in culture. Yeah. Who visited the U S who visited the U (laughs) S yeah. So I think it's like, I think I understand your definition, like your way of defining it is more of like the, the cultural definition. And then my way of defining it, like I still agree with your with your side, but I think my way of defining it is like, how does the history books, what would they say or consider people as Filipino American? Yeah. So in in the history book definition, um, self identification is not important, but yeah. in the culture in the cultural um, definition, that yeah. self identification is important. Yeah, I think this kind of leads me to the question you have here under the common Filipino experience. You asked, have you ever had an identity crisis struggle between being American and Filipino? Yeah, definitely that one. Yes. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. Can you explain that? Yeah. So, you know, I grew up in the Philippines um, and moved to the U.S. when I was 15 or 16. And so for my first year of culture shock, all I wanted to do was go home. Like I didn't want to make friends uh, after a while, right? I didn't, after the first three or four months of like, wow, this this is America, looks, everything's nice. But then <laughs> I couldn't go out, couldn't ride the jeepney. You know, I didn't have uh, as much freedom as I had in the Philippines. And I couldn't relate to other people. Mm-hmm. And so at that time, like I was rejecting everything about America. I just wanted to go back because that's where I belonged. Mm. I, I didn't belong in the U.S. I go to church and nobody spoke my language. I have to be the one to adjust to English. And uh, maybe this is just a personal thing, right? It probably doesn't uh, speak to everybody. But you know, there was that time where I'm rejecting American culture. Like I didn't want to be in it. Hmm. Um, but over the years, you know, of course, through the years as I get used to it here and 
Uh, I go to school here. I make friends here. Then slowly, um, I'm beginning to enjoy living in the U.S. more, beginning to have more friends. I'm beginning to, part of me is beginning to really belong in in this place where I'm at. Uh, yeah. And then and then you start thinking about okay, uh, you start uh, comparing both cultures and figuring out you know where you're at on that spectrum which ones you accept which ones you reject so um i'm kind of comfortable now where i'm at i think i could um relate to both cultures but definitely there was a struggle between being american or filipino especially in the beginning mm-hmm. you know because it feels like you're turning your back on something you've known for so long Hmm. to embrace like a new culture because you have to embrace that new culture in order to really uh, enjoy living here because if you don't then you're not going to enjoy living where you're at I mean it doesn't mean that you have to forget who you are but you just have to accept new realities Hmm. and new cultures and new ways of uh, thinking about stuff and new ways of um, uh, of customs and behaviors yeah. You know, like uh, even just the simple concept of time. Like I just have to accept that I have to be early or I have to be there on time, mm-hmm. you know, to show respect. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, yeah, that's interesting. Uh, I wanted to clarify two parts that you said. Um, is there a time when you were like, like, how did you come to embrace American culture then? Since you mentioned embrace, the importance of embrace. Um, yeah, I think uh, it's when I started to uh, have deeper relationships with people who are not exactly um, very Filipino. Um, and then also when... I started um, working here and going to school here and realizing uh, and seeing, you know, um, what it's like to be here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Was it like a, was there a switch in your mind that said, I need to embrace American culture or was it just gradual? Um, I think, I think it's both. So one of the switches was uh, when I went back to the Philippines and I realized that, you know, you kind of have to see the difference. Right? When I went back and I'm like, okay, I don't have as much friends here anymore. They've all moved on. Um, I kind of like the system in the U.S. I don't like the traffic as much, but like <laughs> I kind of like how some things are run, right? Uh. Um you know, I still compare it, but I still kind of like how warm relationships are within the Filipino community. So, you know, there's things that you accept and you reject. Okay. Um, So that was a gradual thing. I think it's a gradual thing. It's both gradual and a a switch. It's not like one big switch. It's like multiple little small switch switches. Uh, Okay. And then also the other thing I wanted to ask was, like, you identify as Filipino-American now, but I'm, I'm sure that when I asked the Aaron in 
2004, mm-hmm. he would identify as Filipino. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So, because like, I think at that time, like, again, I didn't, I was really into like Filipino music. I had Filipino friends. I mean, you have to understand when I was in the Philippines, like the friendships are really deep and, you know, it's, uh, it's like a, my, my, I guess like my pride being a Filipino is really high. I'm still very proud to be a Filipino. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think it's just that when you're in culture shock, you can't really see the value of one culture over another. Mm-hmm. You know, especially if you're on that stage of, uh, of like, you know, a culture shock has different stages. The first one I think is where you are in awe. And then there's that stage of like, you miss everything. And then there's that stage of like, oh, I hate everything about this culture. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah. So especially if you're in your that if you're in that stage. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I guess your identification as being Filipino American, it comes in and it comes hand in hand with your embrace of filipino american cult or american culture yeah yeah okay so yeah what about you yours is kind of different yeah so i did have an identity crisis too or a struggle between being american and filipino um i think the first thing i would say is like i was i was definitely american um but I had the identity crisis when, uh, I guess this is also common Filipino Americans experience to see it go under that question is that, uh, there were a lot of adults who kind of like shamed me for being American or there were a lot of Filipinos who shamed me for being American. Like they would say, Oh, you don't speak Tagalog. That's a shame. Or like they would say like, Oh, you don't understand the, like the hardship that we gone through. Like you only know the good part of life. You don't understand the struggle. So like they made me feel bad for being American or like growing up in America. So I think at that point I felt like, oh, I need, I should probably reconnect with my Filipino (laughs) roots or I should uh, try to be Filipino. So I went through that time period where I was trying to be more immersed in Filipino culture. And then, um, yeah, I, I was. I started to. I guess I was like more trying to be more Filipino. So I learned Tagalog and learned my parents' language. Um, and I think to sum it all up, uh, there was a point in my life where I realized. Um, yeah, there was a point in my life where, like, after that period of time when I was trying to be Filipino. Uh, there was a point in my life where I realized I'm actually a Filipino-American. And I, that happened when uh, I went to the Philippines. And I was in the Philippines for like uh, a month or so. Mm-hmm. And then um, I just had to follow my cousin's lead the whole time. Because like my <laughs> cousin, like every time we went out, I would just say, like, what's what's the right thing to do here? Or what should I do at this in this situation? Am I supposed to do this or am I supposed to do that? Do I go this way? Do I go that way? And then I just follow my cousin's lead. So that constant feeling of having to follow my cousin's lead, not knowing 
uh, Filipino culture, like Filipino, like, um, I get, when I'm talking about lead, I'm talking about like when we go out to eat or like when we yeah. go to the mall or when we take a jeepney, like how does that all work? So I had to follow my, my cousin. And then when I came to America, I guess like that, that feeling of me having to like adjust to the culture was lifted. I was like, when I came to America, I went to shoppers or I went to Safeway and I was like, man, I know exactly how to drive. Hey. I, yeah, I know exactly how to behave. I don't feel like I'm always constantly being watched. Like in the, in the Philippines, I was always conscious of talking because I don't like it. I don't want to talk because I don't want the the cashier cashier to know that I don't speak Tagalog <laughs> or like the wait <laughs> the waiter or the waitress. I don't want them to know that I don't speak Tagalog, so I just keep my mouth shut. But in yeah. America, when I was in America, I I feel like I didn't have to worry about that because I knew exactly how to order food. I knew how yeah. to, I know how to use the checkout, self-checkout line. Um, so I was like, oh, I, I, I like America. I, I mean, I feel like I'm at home here. So I like that American identity was like sealed. Like I was like, okay, I'm American for sure. Um, but at the same time, a little time after that, I was starting to feel like, wait, America doesn't actually understand me though. Cause they, I feel like a immigrant still in America because of my because of the color of my skin. So where do I fit? So I think Filipino American was like the identity that where I felt like I fit. Yeah. So so I, I that's when I settled on that identity as being Filipino American. It's interesting uh, your experience of going to the Philippines and. Not knowing how to behave is the same experience I have here. <laughs> Not knowing how to behave and being shamed for being a fob and having an accent. <laughs> oh, okay. But by younger people, but by my peers. <laughs> you know, so well, yeah, it's yeah. kind of like the same thing. Until now, some of our friends still shame me. Talking to you. <laughs> <I'm just kidding. laughs> you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> I know who you're talking about. <laughs> I hope he's listening. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, that's uh, you make a really interesting point. Uh, for me, it's kind of different though, because I feel at home on both cultures. Uh, okay. Yeah, I mean, I still feel at home in America, but I, I think it's not like, uh, I guess it, one of the realizations was too, is like in America, everyone is different. Right. Like when I was in yeah. Safeway, I had that realization that there was a there was different um, races there yeah. and we were all it's OK. Like it's yeah. OK. That's part of the American experience. Yes. Um, so I think like in that sense, I feel American like I feel at home. Yeah. But at the same time, um, I think I feel more at home when I'm with around when I'm around people who are Filipino American. So I would yeah. say that. That's interesting. I think that's why America is uh, it's probably one of the best places for immigrants to be at. Because every almost every other country is like mono, um, like, you know, in the Philippines, it's mostly Filipinos, mm -hmm. right? Or in China, it's mostly Chinese. But America is like, there's a lot more immigrants from all over. Yeah, and in, in a sense, everyone is an immigrant. I mean, yeah. I think Neo mentioned this in the first episode. Um, yeah. 
I, th- I think it depends though on what part of America you're in. <laughs> yeah, same. Like if you're in Iowa, <laughs> <laughs> we might be wrong. There might be a lot of Filipinos there. Who knows? <laughs> Sorry if uh, for the listeners, Filipino in listeners now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I think we can move on to the next the next question. Um, I think it, I think this is interesting. So, what parts of Filipino culture are retained in the Filipino American? culture do you think well i know for sure that first generation filipinos want to retain the sort of respect okay yeah respect that we, yeah. That we show each other yeah um i know for sure that even in filipino americans that there's at least a, a warm hospitality mm. that's why we work so well as nurses mm-hmm. right um Definitely know that a lot of times language is the last thing retained in Filipino cultures. Yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah. So you want to talk about that one? Yeah, definitely. The I agree with you that um, I guess respect. Um, oh, is food a, is definitely retained. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We mentioned that food is retained. Yeah, the uh, respect to elders yeah. is retained. Um, yeah, even my youth, they, they understand that, like, respect, like, they should respect their elders. Kind of interesting that Philippine Americans, even if they don't speak Tagalog, they will call you Kuya or Dito or Tita. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. To show respect. Yeah, and even, like, the youth, they show me respect because I'm, the, I'm their Kuya. So, they've, yeah, they, they understand that. I've, I've seen that. There, they understand that. The concept. Yeah, they understand that concept that if I'm their kuya, they can't talk to me like in a certain way. Um, yeah, but yeah, I think one thing. Yeah, I would like to talk about that a little bit. One thing that can't, wasn't retained is um, Tagalog or Filipino. Um, why do you think that Filipino? Why do you think that that's hard to retain? I think a lot of. The first gen Filipino Americans probably thinking that or wondering that why is it they don't retain Tagalog? I don't know. What do you think? I'll let you go on this one first. <laughs> yeah, it's appropriate for me to to answer the question. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's because we are not. A, I think I didn't learn Tagalog because there's not much. I guess because my school is not speaking in Tagalog or like my friends don't speak Tagalog. Um, so like in my in church in my okay, okay hold on hold on hold on so why don't are you mean are you talking about your Filipino friends I'm talking about my American friends okay but Chinese people or Korean people have American friends but they speak their language oh yeah yeah that's a good point yeah my my Chinese friends and Korean friends well, I think my Korean friends they don't I don't think they retain the language either but my Chinese friends, they retain it better. Uh, I think maybe in part because Chinese people have Chinese school. So they learn the language or they're forced to learn the language. And then I think also because their parents at home, when they speak to their parents, their parents speak to them in Chinese. Like in my, in my experience, my Chinese friends, they would speak to their parents in Chinese. But 
I guess in my experience, I didn't learn Tagalog because my parents don't speak Tagalog. I mean, they speak Tagalog, but they don't speak Tagalog to me. And also they don't speak Tagalog to each other. So I didn't. And then they speak Ilocano at home, but they don't speak to Ilocano at me, uh, to me. So I don't, I don't learn Ilocano. So I think if you want for the first gens out there who want their kids to learn the Filipino language, you should speak to your kids in your language um, purely. And then they'll pick up English when they go to school is what, is what I would say. Hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> Um, let me uh, kind of address that speaking to your kids. Um, I think for us, we tr we did that for our kids. We tried to talk to them purely in Tagalog, but then, like, I don't know. This is probably just our kid, but he didn't talk. He started like talking late hmm, and yeah, yeah. Um, they're saying part of that is because maybe he hears two languages or three even right mm. uh, as opposed to maybe if it was just english yeah, so yeah. that could be uh, that's just our uh, example but yeah i think talking to your kids in your native tongue would help but mm. you also mentioned that you know that your parents spoke ilocano so part of like uh, the struggle with Filipinos is we don't have like um, just one language. You know, we have so many dialects. Yeah. You know, and so at home, like if we have a Filipino community in the US, they probably will speak Tagalog. But even in that community, like you have Ilocano, Kankanaoy, Ibaloy, or whatever, or like. Uh, Ilongo, there is like, or Cebuano, there's so many different dialects. Mm -hmm. um, but I think uh, one of the reasons maybe that uh, Filipino, I mean, it's a lot of reasons that kind of um, combine together. But um, in the Philippines, we use English as their medium of instruction. And our parents can't speak English, they're comfortable with that. Now, I'm not sure about other cultures. Oh yeah, but I'm, yeah. but I'm assuming, like for example, in China they don't use English yeah, as yeah. their main uh, uh, language for instruction. And so, <clears throat> to begin with, our parents already are comfortable with English, right? They can speak in English. Second, I think there's a high respect for people, at least in our parents' generation. There's kind of like that, like wow, like this guy can speak English. Like there's a high respect for people who can speak English, right? So like a high view of that, as yeah. opposed to maybe other other cultures, like they prioritize learning their language. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, like there's more respect if you can speak your own language, mm. uh, as opposed to like being able to speak English. Um, third, I think uh, Filipinos um, are very adaptable. Now that's good, but it can also be bad because like we try to adapt in every situation. We try to fit in in every situation. And that means like even speaking, that, that kind of spills over even with like speaking English, yeah. you know? So like um, we speak English at home, speak English to our children. Um, 
and frankly also fourth maybe is it's easier <laughs> that way to communicate that way to our children mm-hmm. um, so I think those kind of things help to uh, I guess like help in this uh, this thing where kids Filipino kids don't speak Tagalog yeah those are yeah, all good points Yeah, it's almost as if like it's not necessary for them to like speak Tagalog. Yeah. You know, and and you're thinking like, well, are my kids ever going to go to the Philippines? Are they ever going to use this language? You know, so yeah. I think uh in your case, um I know that that is a problem. I, I I've had coworkers who are like uh, Vietnamese. They say that they had that problem too like they are like A lot of parents have told me that too. Where like, I say, why don't why didn't you teach your kid Tagalog? Like that's something I wish my parents did to me. And then they would say, uh, yeah, we tried, but they were having a hard time speaking uh, in general, or like, so they had to focus on one language. So I I understand what you're saying, but then at the same time, um, at least in my, some Filipino Americans that I know who speak Tagalog. Uh, They told me that it's because their grandma or grandma or grandpa or their um yeah I think it's I think that's what they say they say they had to learn Tagalog because that's mm-hmm. the only language that their lola spoke so so maybe it's not the the parents should speak to the the kid maybe it's the lola and lola who has to speak that language to them yeah 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 And I think you know part of that too is is like how much um, I guess like how much uh, I, I it seems like in other Asian cultures there's so much pride in who they are in in it, there's so much pride in who they are that they want to make sure that their children also. Are that kind uh, have that same pride for their people group or their cult, their culture or their country? You mean no, uh, other other Asians? Yeah. Other disease? Yeah. Oh, okay. <clears throat> yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I think um, definitely would help the church if Filipino Americans can speak Tagalog because that's how you learn culture or one way of learning culture. And understanding culture. Mm-hmm. Yeah, are you talking about the? You're talking about the second gen. It'd be yeah, easier second for them. gen. It would be easier, not just for second gen, but for first gen too. Uh, right. Like, have you ever met someone who speaks Tagalog who does not understand Filipino culture, or speaks like Filipino dialect? No. It seems like <laughs> everyone who you've met that speaks Filipino dialect are more understanding of Filipino culture. Hmm. Yeah, good point. Right. Yeah. So, if you're gonna have kids, how are you? What are you gonna do? Uh, so this is the plan, but I don't know how it's gonna work, and I don't even know if we're gonna have kids. But we're thinking I'll speak to them in English. Sarah will speak to them in Tagalog, and then my parents will speak to them in Ilocano. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So see, like even that, right? Like so many dialects, but. Um, I think 
for most other Asian cultures. They, I, I feel like they don't have that many dialects compared to us. Again, I might be wrong. I'm not as uh, familiar with other Asian um, countries and their dialects. Mm-hmm. But for us, it's because, like, you know, we're a lot of Philippines is just really a group of islands <laughs> with different cultures and different dialects. Yeah, yeah. I feel like it's easier if there was just one main Filipino language. Right? Like, yeah. for me, like my kids, right? Uh, I speak to them in English. My, my, my wife and I speak to them in English and Tagalog. And then my parents speak to them in Kankanay and Ilocano. Oh, man. So, <laughs> you know, it's really, it can be quite difficult. So, I think we might just focus on one for now. So, they can adjust mm-hmm. uh, well in life here. And then our plan is to, well, at least I'm thinking that we will expose them as much to the Philippines as much as possible. Mm-hmm. So hopefully when this pandemic is over. Why didn't why didn't you focus on Tagalog to them and then let them learn English and when they get older? Yeah, so that's what I'm saying. Like we did, but then like he was already three or four and all he was saying was mm, mm, and <coughs> you get worried and you're like, Man, why is he not talking? Yeah, but if but I think I'm confused because I couldn't. You, it's it's like as if you were in the Philippines. Like, like he would have this. Would he have the yeah, same but, issue? Yeah, but when you go to church, all the other kids are speaking. The uh, other kids okay, are speaking, okay, okay. and they're talking in English, and your kid is not. So uh, you're okay, like, okay, okay, okay. you know, even though you really want to te- teach them your dialect, if they're not interacting, you're more worried about that than you're worried about them growing up and talking. Uh, okay, okay, okay. In okay. in like. Tagalog or another dialect. So you sp- you right. decided to choose English because that's yeah, the language that, that everyone else is speaking. Yeah, at a certain point, we had to decide to do English, especially yeah. if he was going to go to school. No, okay, okay. Right. Yeah. Um, but, you know, uh, we're not giving up on that. I think it's important. For me, at least, I'm I'm... For me, I'm not as, like, gung-ho about them becoming Filipino... Right. I want them to be gospel centered and accept what is what is a good culture and reject what's not good. Mm. And there's good and bad in both cultures. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I think that's kind of like uh, uh, um, I think uh, it's good to understand Filipino culture, but uh, it's not good to for second generation to accept all of Filipino culture. Mm-hmm. If that yeah. means including the bad ones, right, right. Same thing with American culture, right? Yeah, yeah. I think uh, something that I learned in my class—it's um, called perspectives—is that uh, each culture has its blind spots. Yeah, and there's something that some cultures do better than others, and we need to learn from each other, and we need to grow. Um, we need to like yeah what you said accept the good and reject the bad mm-hmm. um, and some there's something good things we can learn from other cultures that we need to adopt That's so right. yeah okay so i think uh we've spoken for a long time now um maybe we continue this 
in a different time or a different episode. I think that's a good, uh, that's a long, or that's a lot of content to digest. So we'll close it here. Thank you everyone for, for watching and um, please subscribe to our podcast, rate it five stars. And (laughs) uh, if you have any other comments or it's something you don't agree with, we would love to hear from you. Or if you th- if you agree with us, then we'd love to hear from you. So please comment and yeah, let us know. All right, All right. peace. Peace. <laughs>